Like imagine waking up on the rim of a, of a volcano and it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen and you're just in the middle of nowhere. We were in a part of Alaska where there's no roads. There's a town of like 12 people on the whole island. Just dreamy, super fun. Like everything you could ever dream of for Mexico. Honestly, we surfed our brains out all day and we slept and we did it again. There's a big porter potty there and we had to dig it out and sleep in there overnight. That sounds um, wonderful. This is Alive. Enjoy the show. Alive is a podcast digging into the minds of those living life to the fullest. Stories, interviews, and moments in time that capture life lived. Throughout the season, we will bring you guests from various walks of life. Athletes, artists, globetrotters, entrepreneurs, and just about everything in between. Our goal? To take you on a bit of an audio vacation. Introducing you to new friends, sights, sounds, hell, for doing our auditory duty, maybe even some taste and smells. Throughout the podcast, we aim to give you, our listener, achievable tips and aspirational goals relating to creativity, an active lifestyle, travel, and the idea that one should always be evolving. Each episode is brought to you by Imperial Motion. Hailing from the Pacific Northwest with roots across the globe, our goal at Imperial Motion is to give you a unique, forward-thinking product to withstand the elements, goods, gear, and the like to keep you moving. Whether your adventures take you to the sea, street, or off the grid entirely, we aim to outfit those living an active lifestyle, keeping to the mantra, never established, always evolving. Hello and welcome back to Imperial Motions Alive podcast. I'm your host, JJ. It's been a minute. I've missed you, but I'm back and I'm sitting down with guest Ryan Hill. Now, some listening may know Ryan as understudy to world-renowned photographer Chris Burkhart. But ladies and gentlemen, Ryan is a hell of a lot more than that. Sitting down looking at his art when we did this podcast and looking at his photography absolutely takes you along to all the different adventures and journeys he's been on. He has a knack for expedition and his photography absolutely brings you along for the journey. He does a great job at cold landscapes and oceanic journeys, whether it's Alaska, Mexico, Japan, Patagonia, Chile, Iceland, you name it. But he really, really, really does a phenomenal job capturing nature and, and all its raw elements. So sitting down with Ryan was a real pleasure. We learned a little bit about him working with Chris Burkhart, um, some crazy photography journeys that he's been on, and we learned a little bit about Ryan Hill himself. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Do me a favor, open up his Instagram or go to his page while you're listening to this and, and really soak it in. But ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Ryan Hill. 
Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Alive. Today in the wonderful studio, we have Mr. Ryan Hill. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so, man. Well, I guess for starters, let's start off by asking who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name's Ryan. Um, I'm a photographer and a surfer and a bunch of stuff. I kind of just live my life and have a camera there a lot of the time. Uh, for the past, I guess, four and a half years, I've worked as Chris Burkhardt, who's another another uh, famous photographer, as his first assistant. And then in the past uh, four or five months, I've kind of branched off and now I'm freelance and doing my own thing and, and been traveling the world and taking photos, really, for the past five years. Sounds pretty darn good to yeah. you. Um, what kind of photography would you categorize yourself? I know when I look at your stuff, my first thing I think of is adventure photography. Is that is that kind of a, a title that you put yourself in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, man, I've shot everything, like from climbing in Greece to diving in Spain to surfing all over the world. So I definitely don't want to like pigeonhole myself as one thing. I think the thing that I get psyched to like drop all my plans and book a ticket and go somewhere tomorrow is like surf. That's generally what, what, what inspires me. But, um, yeah, I mean, I shoot it all. So I guess if I had to call myself anything, it's a, like a surf crazed photographer who shoots everything to pay the bills. <laughs> I've, been, I've been called way worse. So that's not too bad. Um, you mentioned it a second ago. Um, Chris Burkhardt, yeah. obviously if uh, anybody listening to this podcast doesn't know who Chris Burkhardt is, um, you may want to just type his name into your phone and you'll quickly realize that he's kind of a big deal. Um, that must've been such an honor, obviously to work with Chris, but, uh, do you want to cue us in on some of the stuff that you, you learned and maybe some of the experiences you got working for him? Yeah, man. So we've, we traveled together, like I said, for four and a half years, pretty much. And I kind of, kind of stumbled upon working with him pretty randomly. I was going to college, had been shooting photos for three to four years already. This is back, I think, 2014 or something. And and I just saw on my phone, like, oh yeah, Chris Burkhardt's looking for internships, looking for an intern in Pismo Beach. And, and I happened to be going to school at Cal Poly, which is just a 15 minutes down the road, and literally threw together a website and applied and in three days I was interviewing that's and epic. that's the start of the whole story and so since then I mean man we I've been all over with him uh, Russia India Greece Spain Norway Iceland more times than I can recount so there's a lot of lot of things and stories and stuff that I've learned for sure and and Man, it's wild to think back on it all, honestly. It's oh, pretty that's crazy. That's an awesome experience. Well, I'll just take a random dart and chuck it on the wall. And yeah. One of those things that you just said, Russia. Because obviously, that's not the first place I would think to go on a surf or ocean or any kind of trip like that. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the Russia trip a little bit? Yeah, for sure. That one was actually pretty recently. I think that was in April or June of last year. Um, we were there for three weeks on a boat, pretty much bobbing around in the ocean. 20 days on the Russian seas, huh? Yeah, sharing a, sharing a bunk space of probably like seven feet by seven feet. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was small and we had like multiple 24-hour crossings and the flight over there took a oh, super long time too, but 
um, pretty much the goal of our trip was we were accompanying um, a research vessel as they traveled along the Kuril Islands, which is pretty much a chain of islands that spans Russia all the way to Alaska. It's, oh, wow. Yeah. So huge it's span. this huge chain. And so the Kurils are just this small section kind of at the end, um, closer to Russia. And so we were on a research vessel accompanying some scientists that had been doing research on like the seal populations there. And, and, uh, and he was going to call to review photos that he had set up on these timers overlooking the seal populations. Oh, crazy. So he was going to like dump the memory cards and so get you a, a recon spy mission for seals. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so on board then were you obviously with different scientists, marine biologists and whatnot? Yeah. So we were there creating a film, um, and shooting images that are eventually going to be in a Nat Geo piece. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, and then the, there's kind of two films going around, but pretty much it, it, it's like a research and, and nature doc pretty much. Is on, that on kind place. of, as a, as a young photographer, is that like a pinch me moment when you're like, you're on a boat in Russia with scientists and Nat Geo folks? Yeah. I mean, it, you're definitely like, whoa, how did I end up here? You know, it's Amazing. wild for sure. And, um, any kind of interesting stories? I mean, obviously Russia is one that kind of raises the hair on some people's necks. It kind of yeah. seems like an intimidating place. Like, do you got any sketch stories from that trip? Oh gosh. There's, there's a few. I mean, so all these islands are volcanic and so there's volcanoes everywhere and, and there was one in particular that we we were doing a big mission to get out there and the goal was to summit this volcano over the course of like 30 hours or so um and it was a about a 10 mile hike into the rim of the caldera of the volcano and then we had pack rafts to eventually try and go across what? this this yeah the the water it's like a lake yeah. that surrounds it and when we got there, we it took us all this hike. We had all this gear. We had drones, like big drones, strapped to our backpacks, hiking and up hundreds there. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment. Oh, yeah, and we were, And the goal was to put these all in dry bags and get them across, and then hike to the top of the volcano. And we get there, and there's like forty mile an hour winds, and probably like six foot wind swell being created. Oh, and we're at the base, and we're like, I don't know if this is doable now. And it's cold, mind you, like really cold water, like five, four water. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was one. We ended up having to scrap that, but we camped on the rim and it kind of ended up being like one of the most dreamy things Accident you can ever dream. Just it kind of yeah. <laughs> came together for Exactly. You. Like imagine waking up on the rim of, vol of a volcano and it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen and you're just in the middle of nowhere. Four days later, you, four days earlier, you were in Southern California and now you're here. And then like, you're in the middle of... Yeah, you're Russian right. wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, the whole trip overall was really successful and rad. Um, and then at the end, we did kind of have like a bit of a shocker. And when we were going to leave, it was out of kind of like a bigger city port, and we had issues stamping a carne. For those who don't know, a carne is it's a piece of paper that pretty much the government says we know what you're bringing in, we know yeah. what you're bringing out. High level immigration yeah. form, yeah. Yeah, just so that there you're not trying to like sneak in expensive camera gear, yeah. pretty much. And we had issues getting our stamp because the carne office was closed when we came through. And because of the way weather and the boat looked, we just had to get on the boat. So we went on the boat, did the trip, and at the end, 
we're here trying to leave and they won't let us leave with all of our gear. Oh no. And it was an absolute nightmare. We ended up having to leave someone um, who was on the trip with us there in Russia to sort it out with so much camera gear. I don't even want to tell you how much, how Whoa. much price value it was, but. So it got a little dicey there. Yeah. And we were fully like getting on a plane, not sure if we were going to be allowed to leave. And it was pretty hectic, but everything worked out. Um, we had someone there who was, they were ended up being stuck there for 10 days before they got all the gear back and had to leave like, I think it was like 20 sets of red batteries, which was like $10,000 yeah. or something. So yeah, yeah. Got, a little, got a little scary there. Jeez. Yeah. Well, um, I guess one, one trip or series of trips that I'd like to pick your brain about too is kind of how I got introduced to you is, um, for those that don't know, Ryan shot a few trips for us with uh, our affiliate, Alex Smith. This year, you guys went to Mexico together yeah. and Africa, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, Want to let us in on some behind the scenes action on those trips? Yeah, man. Holy crud. Those were two really rad trips. Um, Mexico was just a dream. When honestly, like the, the behind the scenes or whatever you want to call it, like honestly, we surfed our brains out all day and we slept and we did it again. And we just scored every day <laughs> A wonderful trip. Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's like everything you could ever dream of for Mexico. Um, and then Namibia, that one was definitely harder. <laughs> a little bit more of a mission. A little bit more of a mission, like the flights out there were pretty tough and we ended up kind of being behind the eight ball and getting out there for the swell. And can you just like, for those that are listening that don't know about Skeleton Bay or this wave that we're referring to in Namibia, yeah. maybe give them a little preview of why you guys were going there. Yeah. So, I mean, Skeleton, Skeleton Bay is pretty much a, the best, most world-class left in the world. It's a reeling left barrel that breaks down the sandy point um, and you can get two for just minutes on end. And that's what we were going for pretty much. And it's in the middle of the desert and it, I think it takes probably like close to 25 hours to get out there in flight time. And so one of our flights ended up getting delayed because of weather and then we got postponed to the next day and, and you're we were, chasing this yeah like we're chasing it you it's, have to be at there a certain window right yeah we we're like okay this is the day thursday's the day and wednesday comes through we we're supposed to be there that night the plane couldn't leave so we're leaving early thursday morning and then we get on that plane we're in, we're in the plane with a bunch of surfers these three guys from ireland who traveled farther than us Taj Burrow was in, in the plane with us and, and he was getting turned around <laughs> and we were, we were like almost staged a coup because we had landed in this other airport in Namibia because it couldn't land where we wanted to be, which was closer, but still a pretty far drive from the wave. Um, and because we couldn't land where we wanted to be because of fog. And so they oh. derouted us to this other airport. And then when we were there, we we're landing and we were waiting for the for the fog and, and all the surfers were just like we're gonna get off we're getting off this plane we'll drive we'll rent a car we'll just drive there yeah we're gonna we're gonna just drive through the night we'll be there tomorrow for the swell and they wouldn't let us off they were like no there's no one to stamp your passport here you can't get off so you guys were stranded stuck meanwhile yeah some of the best waves ever and the world are starting to roll into this bay and, you're and so the next close day is so the day away. yeah and so. We ended up there. The, the pilot was like, "No, like we're we're gonna try again before sunset. We think we'll be able to land. Like that, we, we you don't have another option." And so we 
we stay in the plane, we give it a, a rip, and they can't land. And we go oh. back all the way to, to, to South Africa, to Johannesburg, land, and then have to spend the night there and try again tomorrow. And maybe the fog will lift, maybe it won't. Yeah, and, and there's no guarantee. It again, yeah. Which, to most people, would be just sketchy in its, in its own right. But oh. you guys made it safe and sound. You're alive. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably one of the coolest things about your job is obviously the travel and the adventures and the misadventures. Um, where are some of your favorite places in the world to travel? Like, do you have a spot? Man, I've had some great trips um, to Iceland. I've been there. It's kind of Chris's like favorite mm. area he's ever been. He's, I think Chris has been there something like 30 times, and I've been there wow. with him um, eight or nine Gotta be one of the most beautiful places on the planet Earth. Yeah, it's crazy. And especially me personally, I've always kind of, through my photographic career, been drawn to colder places, mm -hmm. especially for surf, just because you don't have the crowd factor yeah. and got to put in a little bit more effort, but the rewards. Well, you romance that kind of adventure story a lot more. Um, a, yeah. it's crisp and it just looks yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more gnarly. Um, but it is kind of neat when you get to see the, the, the you know, the, the paintings, so to speak, that you painted through your, your camera work where it just looks like you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and a lot of the times you are. You are in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so Iceland is probably high up on the list. Um, I've been to Alaska three times now, and I, had, I just got back from there in December and had one of the dreamiest, most picture-perfect trips I think I could ever imagine. It was definitely cold and windy <laughs> And difficult and muddy. Any bears? Uh, no bears. No bears. Uh, we were, we were actually like coastal and and kind of away from the bears. But we were in a part of Alaska where there's no roads. There's a town of like twelve people on the whole island, and the only way to get around to surf was by a quad. Wow. So we we flew in and we rented these quads, and you're strapping your your quiver for the day on the back, and like all your cameras were in the front, and you were like full hike in yeah, hike out situation. Yeah, full hike in hike out, like getting your quad stuck in like three feet of mud and pulling it out with another quad, and yeah. So but, but living that sounds amazing. Yeah, that was. I feel like uh, that trip in particular is one that you kind of I personally had had in my head for a long time and then you go and you do it and it lived up to the expectation and even more and it was it was wild and really rad to experience for sure so those are some of your favorite places and favorite shoots do you have favorite people or favorite group of people that that you like to travel with or shoot or oh man favorite people uh, actually, funny enough, I got to travel with Benji Brand, another one of your guys' affiliates in Namibia. He was there, and he is probably one of the more classic guys I've ever gotten to travel with, for sure. Um, Kid does not have any fear, no. which is, you wouldn't think of that looking at him. He's such a conservative, nice person. Yeah. I've been on hikes with Benji that, like, my knees were shaking, and the guy was just like... I mean, it looked like he was just walking through, like, the aisles of a Walmart. How, how yeah. Oh, uh, easy going he was. And he'll make you laugh the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely super far up there. I've had some some good trips with, uh, oh gosh, so many people over the years. It's hard hard for me to name them all, honestly. Um, obviously, Chris, I've, I've, I've slept in, in bunk beds with him on like 12-hour charters, 
through the night, <laughs> like in some, yeah, know each other. <laughs> in some sketchy situations all over the world. So, I mean, he, we, I, we, we once did this touring trip in Yosemite, a ski touring trip to Yosemite, got stuck in a blizzard and had to dig out, uh, a porter potty that it was, if you go there in summer, you've probably been there. It's, yeah. it's right by, uh, not, LCAP, but Taft Point. There's a big porter potty there, and we had to dig it out and sleep in there overnight. That sounds um, wonderful. That was a wild experience. Just uh, you guys got stuck in a blizzard and needed a place to go. Yeah, we were touring out to Glacier Point to shoot ski photos with this guy Casey Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a skier who rides for I think Solomon or I forget who, but anyway, um, yeah, and and the whole goal was to be out there for sunrise and then. We started super early, but because of how much snow there was, we couldn't leave on time, and we ended up getting stuck out there and having to dig out a porter potty, and we were like half delusional because it was like a twenty-hour mile oh tour. Oh my goodness! And then yeah. just you and a buddy yeah. sleeping in a so pit. I guess I should add Casey to that list too because he fully bailed me out that trip. <laughs> I was like, I had this twenty-pound ski ski that I was towing behind me, and it was so heavy. It was like my second time ever touring on skis ever. And he like fully took my sled and his own sled and like toured it the last four miles because I was so tired. It's amazing like those kind of trips like A, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger as cliche as that is. (laughs) And also too like you really get to know who your true friends are. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the most surprising people. Yeah. But you know, being in those weird situations, that's kind of living. You know. Definitely. Yeah. He earned. He didn't earn it, but he reaffirmed his nickname. The. T-1000, he's like a full robot Terminator guy. He just doesn't stop. Doesn't stop, gets the job done. Yeah. Well, this is kind of jumping around a little bit, but um, we are sitting on the Central Coast, and one of my first things I think of the Central Coast is sharks. (laughs) You've gone living between here on the Central Coast and South Africa, Yeah. two of the most well-known sharkier places (laughs) on the planet. So I gotta ask you, as a as a photographer, especially being in the water, have you ever had any close encounters or scary moments? Yeah, um, I've actually had a, my fair share here in on the Central Coast. Um, a couple years ago, there was there was a a bumping and an attack that occurred, and I was just down the beach. Yeah, we were surfing in a more sharky area. Um, right around Morro Bay, and someone got bumped, and I was just down the way, and I helped carry him up to the parking lot, actually. Whoa. And that was a pretty gnarly one. I know the situation that you're talking about. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know part of that. Yeah. All spots will remain nameless. Again, friends <laughs> of the Central Coast, no spots will be mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for my own safety. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was my first run-in, um, which was scary and definitely didn't keep me out of the water, though, but... Then, about a year ago, there's uh, a wave right around here um, in Pismo that I was swimming. And everyone, it was like a beautiful session, three to four feet, glassy little waves, and just dreamy, super fun. And I was shooting water, and everyone just went in randomly. And I, I was felt fully out of the loop. I'd only been swimming an hour. You were bobbing in the water. Yeah, I was just swimming in Yeah, shooting, I was yeah. bobbing in the water, had fins and a housing, and... And I was like waving at everyone to come back out. And Austin, uh, Austin Newman, a local guy from around here. He, Great kid, former yeah. uh, affiliate of Imperial Motion. <laughs> yeah, that's why I mentioned it. But <laughs> he fully paddled back out and was like, yeah, no, we, we think we saw something. Like, come out, like get out of the water. And I like, took the first one in and, and everyone was like, yeah, no, we fully saw a shark between you and us. And we just tailed it in right after that. 
and, and p other people who are on the beach and another uh, photographer was like, yeah, we, I think it like saw, it was like kind of crisscrossing after you as you were coming in. And I was, I didn't even see the thing, but yeah, Jeez. apparently that happened, so. Well, you're still alive, so. Still kicking. <laughs> yeah, I chose not to take it down. Yeah. Well, um, I guess kind of, but now we're talking about near-death experiences. We always ask everybody on the show um, one question, and it's not a morbid one, but if you had one day to live, like one day just to be alive, and you could do anything you want with whoever, travel wherever you go, what would you do with one day to live? One day to live, one day to be anywhere I want to be. Yep. Um, I think I want to go to Morocco and get barreled on a sandy right point Sounds by myself with maybe like one of my good friends from around here, Russell Holiday. All right. That's all I want to do. You hear that, Russell? <laughs> Made the interview. That sounds like a pretty good call. Morocco's a great place. Yeah. Food's good. I've that never been, like but I really want to be. Yeah. I'd recommend it. That's awesome. I like that one. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, well, now's your time for uh, shameless self-promotion. Um, I'm sure anybody listening to this podcast now is probably like, 10 scrolls deep into his Instagram, but do you want to plug your Instagram, your website, anything like that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, my website's my full name, ryandanielhill.com. That's kind of where you'll see all my commercial work and all the stuff that, that gets me paid, hopefully, and also some of my favorite surf trips that I've done over the years. And then my Instagram's just underscore Ryan Hill. Um, it's kind of where you'll see a little bit more of the behind the scenes, but you know, also just some of the photos that, that I take on these trips. I highly recommend checking both of those things out. If you're sitting behind your desk right now and you want a visual vacation, jump on his Instagram, go on his site. Ryan is a talented kid and he'll take your eyes where most people haven't been. So Ryan, it's been a pleasure picking your brain. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Um, always nice to talk to good humans on the show and thanks for letting us in uh, to your world. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Alive. If you want to check out more of Ryan's photography, you can go to ryandanielhill.com or check him out on Instagram at underscore ryanhill underscore. Be sure to check out our page with the latest in spring drops. Also, we have a full gallery up for Brian. So imperialmotion.com as always. And we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for the support and stay tuned for another episode of Alive. Burrow was in in the plane with us and he was getting turned around and we were we were like almost staged a coup a lot of the times you are you are in the middle of nowhere <laughs> We're gonna get off. We're getting off this plane. We'll drive. We'll rent a car. We'll just drive there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just drive through the night. We'll be there tomorrow for the swell. And they wouldn't let us off.
like a surf crazed photographer who shoots everything to pay the bill. If you had one day to live, like one day just to be alive and you could do anything you want with whoever, travel wherever you go, what would you do with one day to live? We were like half delusional because it was like a 20 hour mile tour. Oh my tour. goodness. And then yeah. just you and a buddy yeah. sleeping in a pit. Wow.